You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. What happened in Texas? Nothing. TV commercial. Highly targeted. You want next level pay? You gotta do next level work. Golden boy. <sighs> That's me. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. McGill. Jimmy? You still with us? You drink one, drink two, drink three Long Island iced teas. But your buddy's worse off when he throws you his car keys. Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning. St. Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul, better call Saul. You want to tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran? So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a blink and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. It's time to Better Talk Saul, Cinema Geekly's Better Call Saul podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis. And I'm Glenn Bove. And we are here talking season two, episode three of Better Call Saul called Amarillo. Uh, there was nothing in this episode that remotely resembled the amazing speech from Jimmy McGill about squat cobbling <laughs> or Boston Cream Splat. Nothing like that, but but still a good episode uh, for sure. Uh Hopefully, you know, I don't know if anything is actually going to be able to top that that speech, but <laughs> going forward, I don't know. They went in a different direction uh, this week, and uh, let's talk about it. Uh, we begin with Jimmy, uh, all decked out, apparently in Amarillo, uh, as he hops aboard a Sandpiper bus to essentially, uh, he bribes the bus driver. And uh, he does this so he can solicit the bus full of Sandpiper residents who are on their way to lunch. Uh, At a Hamlin Hamlin McGill meeting, Jimmy presents his client outreach report. Uh, Chuck announces his suspicions about the legality of Jimmy's methods. What about bribing a bus driver and then getting onto a bus to (laughs) talk to all these people? Solicit a bunch of people? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a gray area. Uh, Jimmy manages to deflect the issue. Kim warns Jimmy to keep his methods legit, uh, since she recommended him to Davis. Ah, such a good scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, since she is the one who recommended him to Davis and Maine, his actions are going to reflect on her reputation as well. Uh, when standard mailing doesn't work uh, by just sending flyers, they get no. Re- Replies probably because the flyers just get tossed out. Jimmy films a new television ad, which impresses Kim. And Jimmy decides to run the ad without Cliff, Maine's, or the partner's approval. And it is a massive success. However, Maine is furious at Jimmy's conduct and demands an explanation from him. Uh, Meanwhile, Stacy, who is Mike's uh, daughter-in-law, former daughter-in-law... Eh, I would just say daughter-in-law. Sure. Uh, She voices her concerns to Mike about gunshots she has heard over the past two nights. Mike does overnight surveillance without Stacy's knowledge and does not hear or see anything out of the ordinary. At work the following morning, 
she calls Mike, uh, and at the house she says there were three more gunshots the night before, and points to a hole outside of the siding of her house, and she tearfully insists that it is from a bullet. Despite knowing that there were no gunshots, Mike tells Stacy that she wants... Uh, he basically tells her what she wants to hear uh, and that he will help her get out of the neighborhood. Mike later receives a job offer from Nacho asking for him to take care of a certain guy, quote unquote. Uh, so your thoughts on Amarillo, sir? I liked it. Uh, I mean, didn't he, it wasn't last week's episode... And the fact that it didn't have like that great climax moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was solid. And the thing that I really liked about this episode and, and the show in general, and it was also something you could say it happens in Breaking Bad a lot too. Um, and it's something that's been used to describe Mad Max is that the story is told through the action, not the words. Mm-hmm. Like when they're sitting and that's, you know, they keep setting us up with the boardroom meetings and with Kim and Jimmy, like, the way their feet and their hands are, like that tells more than her saying, you know, her telling Jimmy, hey, you need to, you know, don't cross that line. Quit teetering it. You need to just, you know, be good. You don't need to be dipping your toe into trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need her to say that because their actions, their movements with their body tells us more. And, and it's one of the reasons why I like drive so much is that it's all what's not spoken that is being said. And this episode, I thought, really defined that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it even just looks Mike's giving uh, when Mike is just sitting. He doesn't say anything when he's surveillancing the house, but whenever it's just you know the newspapers being delivered and he's just looking at that Nick, you know you just know that he knows that his daughter in law is just under stress. Pulls out his he pulls out his gun. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's just uh, it's excellent. Uh, I I mean I really liked this episode. It was quintessential. Vince Gilligan, mm-hmm. you know, let's have a really high moment and then let's kind of go back down to earth and then set the foundation for us to go forward. You know, let's get the big laugh and then yep. we're setting the stage to go further. And this episode, it was just like, you're, you're sitting, I was sitting there, you know, I'm laying down watching this with my girlfriend and he's sitting there in the courtroom and it's just like, don't do it, Jimmy. Don't or not in the courtroom, but in the conference room. And it's like, just don't do it, Jimmy. And he just keeps talking, and he's going. Mm-hmm. And it's just because of his brother. Like he just, he just can't help himself. Uh, he just wants to defy his brother. I mean, he's pretty much being like a, you know, like a Prometheus character. He's just whatever the authority is telling him to do. He just wants to do the opposite, just to make him mad because he's he's never going to get that love from him. Yep. And it's just. It's just don't do it, Jimmy. And he just keeps doing it. Like, he, you're sitting on the couch, and, and you can even see it in his face. Like, he's sitting there, and it's like, man, you have such a good thing going with Kim. Why do you have to keep doing this? Why do you got to keep lying to her like this? All you had to do was ask him. Yeah. You know, he, he he probably would have okayed it. Um, the ad, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, why do you got to do it? And it's just, you're seeing him become Saul. And it's really sad. I, and think, I think it's yeah. more so sad than, like, Walter White. Because Walter White was... Ex- just kind of shitty anyways and at least with jimmy like he's got a lot of likable traits like you want to root for him and you just he just he's becoming Macbeth. like he's had his downfall mm-hmm. the uh i mean to me the thing with the ad is that that's the thing that all ties back to to chuck right mm-hmm. he he's got the ad 
uh, he sits down with Kim and Kim loves it. Like they kind of play it at first. Like she's going to look at him like, what the fuck? Are you serious? But they don't. At the end of the ad, she's like, I think this is going to get people to call. Like she's very big on doing the ad or whatever. Uh, and he wants to go take it to, to Maine's office to show it to him. But you can almost see it like click in his head. Like, what if he says this isn't good enough? What if he says this, you know, this is bad. Uh, I worked so hard on this. I had this vision to do this thing. And what if he shits on it? Like his brother shits on, you know, never believed in him to get anything done. What if that happens again? And he's like, you know what? Uh, let's just go with the, you know, do it right now. And then we'll be sorry. You know, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we won't ask first and we'll just apologize later. That mm-hmm. sort of thing. And it works out. Of course, the apologizing later thing might blow up in his face. He could he could lose his job or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, I loved the uh, the re- we got the return of the Alpine Shepherd boy. That was great. Because uh, <laughs> those guys, the the film crew in quotations mm-hmm. were fucking around with it. And he's like, that's the Alpine Shepherd boy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, and then that uh, that old lady. I, I love that when she kind of motors down the staircase mm-hmm. and says, I'm ready for my, my close up, Mr. McGill. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and uh, like that combined with the scene where he's watching the first ad uh, that uh, that Davis and Maine uh, created. And it's that ad. If you've ever seen an ad mm-hmm. for a lawyer on TV ever, it's that ad. In fact, I was almost, I bet you they hired the guy who does the voices for those things because it yeah. sounded just fucking like one of them and it was just text on a screen and then one dude is talking about like oh yeah yeah we had like a bunch of meetings about how to get the swirl in the background just right like was it too nebulous was it not nebulous enough and all i could think in the back of my mind is like this has got to be some sort of like joke at like how tv gets done or how uh movies get made or things like that like they 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 hum and haw over like the tiniest thing for forever uh, I don't know. I feel like that was like a, a, a little bit of shade they were throwing at it. Cause that does happen. Like people will sit there and be like, is, is it too blue? The swirl? Should we go a lighter shade of blue? And they'll have fucking meetings over this. Uh, and it's the best. Cause it was just text on a screen with a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Jimmy's like, where's your showmanship? <laughs> uh, you, you need showmanship to get people to, um, it was awesome. Uh, I like that. Uh, this show, this episode did leave us with some questions uh, for sure, though. Like, what the fuck is going on with Stacy? She is convinced that she's hearing gunshots. Uh, and Mike staked it out. There were no gunshots, but she tried telling him that there were gunshots. Uh, do you know what's going on with her? Is she, like, mentally unstable? Or... I don't know. I mean, she's around in Breaking Bad. So... That's right. I wonder what the story is. It's probably just stress. Maybe. Fever dreams or something, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's dreaming it and it's not. Yeah, you don't know what's going on with Nacho and Mike? Uh, well, he has to take care of a certain guy. Who do you think the guy is, Glenn? Is it Price? I... It better not be Price. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I would love to see that death scene. It would be really <laughs> comical. Uh, no, I don't know. I was thinking maybe this is a way they introduce Gus Spring, but please, I don't know if he's going to show up this season, but I just don't know how, like 
he has this empire in Breaking Bad, and I feel like that it would have been long established. So he, I don't think he would just be a guy. Go take know? out this head honcho meth yeah. uh, distributor. Yeah. Tuco, maybe? Yeah. That's, see, that's what I was thinking. But doesn't he work for Tuco? I think he does. Yeah. I'm not sure um, who the certain guy is. Maybe he wants him to take out Jesse. Or uh, Crazy Eight, maybe? Yeah, like somebody. Uh, the way they the way the way they teased it all makes me think that it's a it might be a character from Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, they I don't know if they would have teased it in such a fashion. I don't think they would have said guy. Yeah, they would have just. I think they may have just come out and said it or whatever. No, I don't think it'd be Jesse. I mean, no, I don't think so. Yeah, there's been no inkling that Mike had ever known. Right. Jesse or Walter. If anybody, I think it would be Jimmy. Would be the one who would have met both of them. Quite possibly, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's left us with some questions, but I'm I'm eager to see them answered. Uh, I'm I'm looking here at the episode count, and it, it only goes up to six. Did, did they only do six last season as well? No, they did ten. They're, they did ten. Okay, there better not be six. I'm very be mad. So pissed because that means we only have three episodes left. It only goes up to six here, but I'm hoping they'll continue adding them as we go. Uh, all right, sir, uh, your score for Amarillo. Uh, I'll say uh, four and a quarter, four and a half. Like it, you know. I, I feel like I kind of give that rating a lot for this show. I just I try to save the fives, um, but for the masterpieces, yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's it is like pulling, you know, thread. It, you're splitting hairs trying to rate the differences on the episode, mm-hmm. uh, really, because they're all excellent. I mean, not every episode can have a simple Simon the Ass Man or Ditch Apple. No, 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 they, not all of them can. Uh, so not everything is a, a five-star Boston cream splat, for sure. But uh, this one was very good. <laughs> uh, th- those are going to be things I might be saying for the rest of my life. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, a very solid four and a half from me as well. It was a great episode. Uh, I, I always like when they kind of break, like it was, I, I like that scene with, uh, Mike and his granddaughter where you actually see Mike as a happy, smiling human mm-hmm. being. It's kind of jarring a little bit to see yep. that. Like he's, you know, I kind of expected him to, to play with his granddaughter in the same way he treats everyone else. Oh, and it's weird to see Jimmy be a real person sometimes too. That is I mean, true. That is true. He's always putting on this facade and, uh. Yeah, it's uh, I don't the show works because there's really likable characters Absolutely. and that's that's what drives it. That are complex and you know things about them. That's yeah. what makes it great. We love this show. Keep doing it forever. And I'm Howard, how about Howard? I mean, Howard this episode, he's like mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see him on Jimmy's side. Like he's after he, all that we went Yeah, you can that. see he kind of roots for him. Yeah, I mean, he, he. I guess he kind of always was rooting for him. Yeah, in a sense, and he was just sort of keeping the, yeah, uh, keeping the eyes off of off of Chuck instead, of taking the heat. I guess. Yeah. Uh, instead, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for another episode. The show's fucking great. More of it, please. Uh, we'll come <laughs> please back. Please don't just give us six. Oh yeah, God, it better I'll not be, be six. I'll, I'll be so upset. I think it's a full. I think it's a full twelve episodes. Uh, or 10 episodes or whatever it is. So uh, 12 would be great. But if yeah, they only 12, do 10, 22, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> at this point, yeah, if they can keep it up, uh, by all means. 
Uh, all right, we will come back next week to talk season two, episode four of Better Call Saul, called "Gloves Off." Skip a prison stay. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. The fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stay to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. You best call now. You hear?